0: Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, Kings and Queens. Um, this is Uncommon Women here, and I'm Jenny Lee. Today we have an amazing guest speaker. Her name is Pamela Gockley. She will be speaking on bullying prevention and awareness information. I am going to bring, read her bio. Pamela S. Gockley is a certified co Behavioral Therapist and CBT Bullying Prevention by the CDC for the United States Department of Health, as well as an Executive Director of the Campbell Project. Her mission is to help eliminate bullying by making people understand the impact what bullying can do in behavior and words on others. She will be speaking on bullying prevention. Thank you, Pamela, for coming on this evening.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm so happy to be on your podcast.
0: I'm glad that, you know, this is a good time to speak about uh, the bullying that's going on, especially now that school is about to start. So um, I'm looking forward for you to uh, speak on, on your goodies and what you got to say. Um, can you let me know a little bit
1: of your childhood? Sure. Um, I grew up in the... Um, uh, in uh, a farm area in Lancaster County, and uh, it was uh, uh, kind of idyllic. You know, the town, everybody knew who you are, and you know. Uh, unfortunately, my parents uh, became divorced when I was about five or six years old. Mm-hmm. We then had a, 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 a just a. a, a, a different phases of of life that took me through places uh, like a six or 10 year old is not mentally mature enough to, uh, deal with. So we had a school closing. We then moved away from our little town and I moved into isolation where we, I was completely alone and I uh, was depressed. Um, I started eating for, um, you know, um, because I was sad and uh, I gained 300 pounds. And what I recall is uh, going into a junior high uh, in Lancaster County is that I really thought I was invisible. I didn't think I existed because I first of all couldn't believe that um, the contact, at, even at school, there was you know literally nothing at home. Mom was raising three kids on her own. Um, wow. this was, there was no safety net back then. So it was yeah. work, work, work. So, um, and then it turns out, flash forward 30 years later, um, I was an undiagnosed dyslexic. So uh, yeah. I had a bunch of different things, uh, uh, the perfect storm. Uh, thrown at me as a, as, a, as a kid without the support systems and without a general understanding yeah. of what our kids are going through. And I'm not sure, I don't blame people. I'm not a victim person. People say, oh, you're a victim of bullying. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not a victim. Mm. I don't blame. But right now I'm in a position, very fortunately, that I can fix this <laughs> and that I, I can help um, just get a general awareness of what bullying does to communities and our mission through the camel project is to end violence that is great
0: and i can uh i think like when you said when when you're like going into the middle school i think that's when a time where we go through puberty and things are just like weird weird and then not having a support system kind of kind of causes a little bit of trauma in that because you don't you don't have the support, you don't have no one guiding you. And then you're going through puberty and then like all these things are happening at the same time in school. So I, I can kind of relate to that. So um, let's talk about what are the signs that we should be aware of when it comes to bullying?
1: So we break it up into different segments. So we you have the bully Okay. You have the target, and you have the witness. So those okay. are the three three different groups that we deal with, uh, and our ultimate goal is to make all three of those types of personalities and behaviors mm. uh, a guardian. So okay. uh, as we get through our programs with uh, the adults and the children our ultimate goal is to make people guardians Mm, uh, which is a totally different mindset so um, bullying is an aggressive learned behavior and we stick Mm. to that so if it's a learned behavior it can be unlearned and we don't think we don't think people are broken we're not here to really fix people we're here to replace the unwanted behaviors with behaviors we want so I hear this all the time. So why can't, why aren't our kids kind? Why, 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 why don't they have empathy? That's my favorite. Why don't they have empathy? Mm. They need compassion. Well, can you show them what it is? So I'm an experiential learner. You can't read it to me in a book. I am a dyslexic, Uh, I use my other senses. So I watch what people do. I watch Mm. how they, their personal cues. So if I'm not seeing empathy, I can't, I can't emulate it. I emu- yeah. emulate what I see. So I challenge people to really take personal accountability to every time you say, "Look at that kid. Where's her parents?" No, where are you? Where are you mm-hmm. in this? Are you, what? What are you showing these youth today?
0: Yeah, so, and, and and I definitely agree with that because. Um, like I was like I was explaining to you earlier I worked in the Ready School District. I came in to help I worked as a classroom para and and as I was working as I you know working with kids, I used to sit back and like really really observe you know I worked with third graders uh, I had worked with uh, middle schoolers and middle schoolers. Like I said, they go through a lot. I apologize for that, and um, and then you have to be the one to be the adult to show them, like you were explaining. And I, I tried to. Also, I tried to talk to them because a lot of kids, they don't. I guess they don't know how to. They don't know how to express if they they are if they are if they have empathy or not, or even if they're compassionate. It, it, it's hard. And I, I have spoken to kids where they'd be like, well, I just don't care, you know,
1: and, and they don't care because that's the environment they're mm-hmm. in. I yeah. mean, and then yeah. you come along and you're one person for what, 50 minutes, and then you're mm-hmm. gone. So they're never going to trust you per se. Yeah. Um, you know, and not, it's not personal. Uh, yeah. our Our philosophy is it starts with you, but it's not about you. (laughs) Yep. True. We want want our adults to have relationships with these youth to be aware of their own um, uh, personal cues. What are they saying to a kid that's under trauma? And, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you've lived through the trauma of thinking you're invisible, (laughs) (laughs) You're not gonna learn that in any PhD program of what that feels like and some of the triggers that are caused by trauma. I I was in ninth grade, I was put in special education, I was undiagnosed, dyslexic, and dyslexics are were pretty smart. So uh, you know, special ed speds, yeah. that was not the place for me to um, to to grow. So, you know, and then the, it was institutional bullying. And then, of course, the kids, you know, you're a bully, you know, a bully, your, your prime target are the weak ones, right? The perceived yeah. weak one. And that is the speds. So I was then bullied uh, tremendously in, in school. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know why. And in ninth grade, I committed a felony and uh, I was asked mm-hmm. to leave school. I was told I was fat and lazy. I didn't ever amount to anything. So, I went back. I got my GED. I have two college degrees. I'm writing my fifth book, and I own a technology company for 25 years. But that's just me, you know. These yeah. kids that can't deal with this kind of pressure it, are committing suicide, and we can yes. we, we consider suicide as violence. So it's the second leading cause de- of cause of death of our students between 10 and 24. So this is my wow. real motivator. This is absolutely, we hear about these kids who who commit suicide, oh, that's terrible, thoughts and prayers, and, you know, that's fine, but we need some accountability. I take personal accountability when one of our kids, our kids, I have cats too, by the way, I don't have children, but they okay. are all my kids, and I take personal responsibility for making sure by contacting adults to make sure we are projecting healthy attitudes and healthy behaviors or they don't have a chance. Hmm. chance. Yeah, it
0: is true. Cause I think that also starts at home. I think that's very important where the parents have to teach these kids, you know, right from wrong or talk to them, be their support, be their guidance, because they'll, they see certain behavior. They can see their father hitting their mother and then they're coming to school. And like you said, it's learned behavior. They're coming to school and picking on other kids. It's because they're seeing what's going on and it's causing, the, you know, for them to hold all these emotions in. So, okay, well, I'm going to beat on the kid too. And my dad is beating on my mom. I'm going to beat on this
1: kid so yeah it it is it is learned in the environment that they live in and it's reinforced in every place else so if if we had a lot of violence growing up my parents were alcoholics so um been there done that but that becomes the norm (laughs) and 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 if you didn't experience that you must know kids are <laughs> and you know the the and though not the denying it is just ridiculous to me that people say well it didn't happen to me well that doesn't mean that it's not you need to widen your view just a tad because there's a whole world out there that you may not know about you don't know what you don't know is my philosophy yeah, yeah and- true and if you hear the kids or see the kids and you start seeing these signs, the kids are tired. Um, the, the target usually has really no confidence. Uh, they have no self-awareness and they have no mm-hmm. support system. But we found that about the bully, too. The bully's not okay. confident. They're not. They're afraid, mm. just like the target. Um, so, when we deal with the uh, children's programs, it's all about social emotional learning. It's all about mm-hmm. confidence building, self awareness, pushing them in a very safe, non judgmental environment. And I do that for the adults, by the way, because um, usually adults are harder because okay. we know. We know. No. Yeah. No, no mm-hmm. you don't. <laughs> you know, um, I would really like to talk to my, uh, my, uh, principal from the middle school, from where I went to school uh, and really talk to him and see if he had any enlightenment. I'm not mad, I don't hold grudges, I don't have energy mm-hmm. or time to do that. But these kids, this the, these negative thoughts, these negative behaviors are sticking like glue. Yeah, they and, are. And until that target or that witness knows what to do, knows why they're being picked on, you know, I wrote a book about my um, experience growing up, which is available uh, on Amazon. It's called Not All Camels Are in the Desert because I want them to know it's it's not only happening to them. They're not alone. It's happening to a lot of other people. It's the great mystery of our, our communities. We never talk about this. No, you know? we don't. We know the bullies. Yeah. We all know the bullies. And we do nothing to try and educate that person on the impact, and and you know, and, and the last part is of the book is I want them to know it's not their fault. When it becomes their fault, when they get too much pressure, when there's too much um, stress put on these kids, and they start getting these physical. Uh, high blood pressure, obesity, and they start getting depression and anxiety. If I meet one more 13 year old that tells me they have anxiety disorder, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream. This is a sign that says our communities are not balanced. And that's really what we wanna do, help communities to smack them around a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So they know it's happening. Um, and then, you know, provide the strategies and the prevention programs for the whole community. We're a holistic, um, uh, comp- uh, holistic nonprofit. We don't just target schools. We do, it's the home, it's the religious uh, uh, organizations, it's the children's okay. youth organizations, it's the police department. Everybody needs to be on the same page. So, unlike you, you're the only one doing this in school. In the writing school district, you're not gonna stick around long, guaranteed it.
0: I mean, I, I gotta be quite honest when uh, I've seen a lot of that was going on myself and it, it it's mentally draining. Um, I mean, I, these kids, I, I, I continue to go in every day because I'm like, you know what? These kids need someone and they, they need someone that's gonna love on them, someone that's gonna teach them right from, you know, right, right from wrong. You know, I mean I'm not their parent, but I, you know, I used to talk to them, let them know what my experience was growing up. You know, I, I grew up in, in the city of Reading and I know every ins and outs, you know. I grew up, you know, in the rough areas of the city and you know, me myself growing up. From elementary school to middle school and high school, I, I I I've gotten bullied, and it's not a great feeling because sometimes you know these same bullies pretend to be your friend and they're really not your friend. And they, but then so, but then you get to a point where you're you're seeking that attention because this person is paying attention to you, but even though they're treating you like crap, you know and. One minute they're nice to you and want to be your friend, but then they, but sometimes they can talk you into doing certain things by manipulating you. Cause I know it's happened to me and I've done a lot of things as a kid that I know I shouldn't have. And then even me with myself trying to show off because they were the bully. I ended up coming becoming somewhat like a bully because I'm like, they're picking on somebody. And in my head, I'm like, I know I shouldn't do it but just to be a part of the in crowd, i start doing it so and you know as i sit back now and i think about it and i've seen how these kids are now in this generation it's terrible it's it's terrible and then to make somebody feel like they're so lower than you it's not right at all
1: yeah because they have no self-awareness and confidence either but you can you just described the direct line to gangs if you mm-hmm. want to stop the gangs and a guy being in gangs is a side effect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. This is, this is why I became a cognitive behavioral therapist. It's about behaviors, it's about unbalanced emotions. Wanna get technical about it? It's about yeah. understanding your emotions. But when you're 14, 15, you're you don't know anything about emotions. And yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and you know, the, the parents don't want to deal with it. And the teachers aren't really paid to deal with it so who's dealing with it nowhere no one So we really so we get the side effects of gangs we get abuse we get Mm -hmm. alcohol abuse drug abuse and this then they become adults and they're already ingrained in that lifestyle and it becomes that habit so until we teach and take the time for our children to understand and this needs to be communicated by the adults, too to reinforce it. Uh, so one organization can't do it. It's got to be a holistic community uh, approach, a whole school. So mm-hmm. when we go into schools, we take the lunch ladies, the, the custodians who really run the building, and yeah. the administrators, as well as the teachers. So, and the, the school resource officers, we all, so we all need to be on the same page and our kids are used to us not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they are smart on getting around stuff because mm-hmm. we train them to do it because we're so easy. We're so easy to be played. We really yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen it
0: happen. I've seen it happen. They really, And it's crazy how, you know, even as an adult, how a kid can like completely like, like kind of manipulate you in a way. I've seen it happen. And it's like, they're getting smarter, like as the generation just keeps going.
1: Well, and here's the problem with the internet. We have access to information. We have yeah. an information overload and no maturity or wisdom to deal with that information. And I see this in adults. All you got to do is really look around Facebook a little tiny bit and you'll yeah. see exactly what I'm talking about. And these are the adults. And they, these are the adults who are saying, well, what's wrong with these kids? Well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, first of all, you you bash the city of Reading. And I guarantee yep. you, they haven't been in the city of Reading. Because I ask them, so when's the last time you were over the bridge? West Reading Bridge? Wow, we don't go. And then I said, then you need to be quiet. <laughs> you need mm-hmm. to sit there. You know, um, I live in the city. I'm proud of the city. We have city problems, but I really think we're on an upward trend and, you know, folks, folks like you doing a podcast, uh, about bringing awareness to our community. We can't change it or can't make changes in our, our personal culture if we don't know about it. And if we don't know there's a need and we don't know how to do it. So we're really here to provide that, uh, strategy, that support, uh, our programs come with one-on-one, um, Uh, support sessions through the camel project and my uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I'm not your mother. I'm not your employer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the weird aunt who's going to (laughs) tell you how it is and you either listen to it or you don't, I can't make people do anything. I can tell them straight up how it is because, you know, I'll never go to Christmas dinner. Not going to happen. So, you know, Adults in our community really need to step up and understand the impact of their behaviors and how close people are to just not making it. And, you know, that next suicide, I am just, I am kind of off the hook. (laughs) I'm really off the hook about (laughs) building awareness. I don't think we can afford to lose one more um, youth. And I also think we are missing so much potential. Um, Yes. Kids, because it's usually the weak, uh, you know, the kind of the smart kids yeah. who are just shy, and yeah. and that's a behavior too. Shyness is a behavior that we yeah. can help bring out that confidence in them. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think there's so much to gain and very little, except an ego that is out of sorts, to lose um, yeah. by taking this journey and this personal awareness journey of our adults again instead of blaming people you need to point them back at you and take personal mm-hmm. like I said I have no children and these are all my kids I and I'll tell them and I call them my kids and they're like looking at me I'm like yeah well, I'm old and grouchy what are you gonna do about it you know <laughs> you are my kids you know they're they're probably 30 I'm going come here kid <laughs> well, thats disrespectful I'm like get over it I don't care. <laughs>
0: Come here. <laughs> I, I I love the mindset you have and where you call these kids, your kids, because, you know, kids that don't have mothers or fathers or single parents. And they, you know, sometimes, you know, just, be, they might have their mother and father, but parents are not always there. And then when they have that one person that says you're like my kid, that makes them feel important. That makes them show like, wow, I got somebody that really cares about me. And, I love how you put that like that because not a lot of people, people are willing to change and do this, but they don't really sit there and say, well, I see you like my kid or you're like my kid, you know, and sometimes, you know, words are very, uh, important and depends on how you speak them. Um, bad or good, they can really change, uh, a perspective on a child. Cause you know, like I, I've done volunteer work for the city of Reading as well. I did it for Fortress, uh, for through City Lights. Um mm-hmm. we we were getting we get a lot of kids there. Um it's been a while with COVID, I haven't been able to get back out there with volunteering, obviously. And you know, as a community, like you said, we have to come together because no one no one likes talking about it. I've even noticed in the school, nobody wants to talk about it. I've seen parents, um, you know, on Facebook posting like, hey, my child was getting bullied. I went into the school, I said something, you know, nothing that was done, you know, they take it higher. Nothing still isn't getting done because like you said, no one is, no, nothing is balanced. Everyone wants to do something, but really is not doing anything about it because it's not being spoken about at all. They just want to hide it, you know, hide it because they don't want to, they don't want the, uh, uh, how can I put it in other words? They don't want the, you know, they don't want a big scene about everything. So, but that's not the way it is. We have to bring this awareness. We have to... Make these con uh, these
1: kids understand that bullying is not right at all. Oh, they do, and they're they're waiting for us to fix it, and we're just uh. not. So again, we're letting our kids down. We are advocates, and I want mm-hmm. everybody. Become an advocate, to know how to do it, to know Mm -hmm. what to do, to become that guardian. I I mean, if somebody wants us to go in with them with all the full force of the Camel Project, I absolutely would go in. I would go in hand in hand with the parents, but the parents have to be also dedicated. This is not a problem that started to. Today, this is a generational problem. There are generation after generation of of dysfunctional people mm-hmm. who are having children in dysfunctional families. And I'm not talking about money or income or race. I'm not talking, I'm not about talking about emotional and behavioral dysfunction. They don't know how to act because this is the environment they always lived in and until they're shown something else another way to do it and stop the pain and that's really where this centers there is so much pain and if we can give them a way to alleviate the pain but and and put in 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 goodness and happiness so remove the painful uh behavior okay with a good behavior that makes Mm -hmm. them feel good makes them feel special you know, when I say, "Hey, kid, come here," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, <laughs> we were told by a twelve-year-old. You know, bullying is happening long enough. It's about time we stop this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, out of the wa- out of the you know mouth of babes. But between the generations uh, of this of this layers of behavior and emotional trauma that continues to generate trauma we want to be that interruption someone needs to yeah interrupt. and yeah. we can't do it alone we need mm-hmm. uh, an army of uh, we have a certification program that's available to parents and educators um, we're working with police departments now uh, awesome. police departments are at their wits end of what to do because they're like the schools <laughs> you know whatever yeah. happens it's either the school's fault or the 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 police department's fault, and until we stop placing fault and blame, this is never going to go away. It's it's your yeah. fault, it's all of our yeah. fault. Until yeah, we, it personal is personal accountability. And I'll grant you, you may not know what to do, but we're around now. So now that excuse is getting kind of flimsy too, uh, because I I'm I said I will bulldoze right up to your door and uh, uh either in my <laughs> boots or my ballet slippers either either one you pick and we will come in and we will help the community one organization at a time get on the same page and that will grow and ripple and our kids will respond they're waiting for us yeah i truly believe i truly
0: believe that um my next question is bullying and the work environment. How can that impact, obviously, other adults?
1: <laughs> okay, so I am so glad. Uh, you kind of <laughs> question. I was for this one. So, according to the CDC, seventy-five percent of students by ninth grade have either witnessed or been the target of bullying. Okay. In a recent workforce study, and look it up. There's lots of studies uh, by legitimate people by the Workforce uh, Bullying Institute. of people in the workplace experience bullying. So it doesn't go away after school. This is not a school problem. You know, this is an environment problem. This is a cultural problem, which requires a shift and that's through education. So if if 75% of, of, or 70% of people in the workforce are being bullied, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I have clients prior to COVID of the assistant living facilities. Grandma yeah. is bullying grandma. This is a behavior, and unless there's an interruption, it is not going to go away. Majority of people in the workforce are being bullied from the top management down. And then second yeah. is peer-to-peer. So the other the other miss, the other myth is that kids are bullying each other on the playground. No, not really. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's coming from teachers. Mm -hmm. Are they meaning to do it? Probably not. Do they need to knock it off? Yes, they do. Yeah. (laughs) They do. And some of it's institutional. And, you know, the fact that this is still happening at my age and I'm still seeing this, it's it's incredible nobody's doing anything to stop it.
0: I I think it's just uh, also the maturity maturity as a person, when you're an adult, you know, sitting there bullying somebody. And sometimes even if when you're a person that is higher up from someone to sit there and talk to them a certain way, you know, you would think that as an adult, you would know better because you are an adult. And actually, I mean, we don't. So it's just, it's just, it's just mind boggling how because, you know, I, I work at the I work at Tower Health and I've seen a lot of things and there and I just be like Is that really happening. Like it's, it's it's I for me, I just think it's disgusting uh, when someone can sit there and just talk down to someone like that, even in their environment. We're there to work together and, and be a team.
1: Again, they don't have self-awareness. They have no confidence. I don't care if you're the head uh, doctor or the head surgeon or you're the janitor. It doesn't matter. It's not class. It's not not heritage. It's not race. It is behaviors and on the environment. And if nobody went up to that doctor and said, look, knock it off, they're not going to stop. Usually, it's um, there's another CDC. Uh, there's a lot of studies out there. It's uh, okay. like eighty five percent of the time when a bully is confronted, it stops immediately. It's not mm-hmm. that hard to stop. <laughs> but if he knows, or that female females are the worst to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're just. <laughs> mean, <laughs> yeah. females are just ruthless where boys will just go, Hey, yeah, I'll smack you, smack me. And then they go on girls mm-hmm. are not no. raised that way. They are literally not raised that way. And I, it's, some of it goes back to my opinion is, you know, all the superhero stuff. Uh, setting these kids up to think that there's gonna they they need a superhero to save them from the evil beings is just to me ridiculous that we set our children up that way. You don't need a yeah. they superheroes. Stop it. You need to take care of it yourself, and this is how you do it. Uh, but you know you know the TV and the movies just do to sell stuff to our kids and yeah, as adults. You know. We need to really be aware and watch. Um, and the only thing we see are superheroes. Oh, it makes me crazy. I'm like, it literally makes you crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't any of it.
0: Yeah, it. Like you said in the beginning, it makes them. They makes them think that they're invincible.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they need they need to be rescued because they can't take care of themselves, and it's it's bigger than them. And that's why we have dysfunctional emotions and unhealthy behaviors. I mean, it's really quite easy to draw a direct line from what's going on and what now it's a little harder for folks to understand what they need to do because what they do when they go through our programs, they figure out they're bullies. Wow, wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Basically your program just helps them acknowledge that and they don't even really know.
1: Bullies, bullies generally don't know they're bullying because that's just the way they always done it, and that's how that's how they are. But they're not their authentic self. You're not born a bully. (laughs) You became (laughs) a bully, and it's amazingly stressful to be a bully. And people want to again, they're the 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 evil ones. They're the bad ones. We have to be. No, no. We need, I I enjoy working with the bullies. They're actually a lot easier to work with because they can see things clearly and they know things aren't right. And they know they have pain, but they don't acknowledge it. They just beat up other people. And that's how they know to take care of it. Mm. And then the target is used to being a target and they have no, no confidence to, to think they can stand up. And the witness is totally confused because they get it both sides. They don't know what to do, there's no support, and they have actually n- no knowledge or maturity to deal with a very adult situation, and it's very unfair that we put these kids in these adult situations, and yet we don't react and do anything to fix it. I'm Again, I am a bulldozer. I apologize, but...
0: <laughs> it's okay. That's what I think It's okay. This is what they need to... This is what it needs to be sad and hurt and it's important um I want to piggyback on the target um my question is all right the bully has a target and then the target is getting bullied and I did explain like for instance like at times the target can also become the bully
1: can the witness as well become a bully absolutely so okay. so here's my here's my uh, in a in a wrap up of my of my life story so in in okay. my early life you know up to 10 or 12 i was the witness of bullying you okay. know my parents physically fought usually every friday night you know friday night fight at, you know at the gockley yeah. house so i witnessed the bullying i saw it okay and couldn't do anything about it and didn't know what to do about it so it just was. That's the way it was. So people go, well, my parents, you know, they didn't do that. Well, that doesn't okay, good. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen to every so you, yeah. you're getting a fuller understanding of the people in your community. You can't be so siloed and and you know, tunnel visioned here. This is okay. not the community we live in anymore. Um, but then I became the target of bullying in 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 school. Uh you know, I write in my book. I was, you know, you know, the weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. They <laughs> sing that to me, which was not, yeah. in, you know, was not funny. And no. then they knocked me down. You know, we Well, yeah. oh, she didn't get up. You know, they said yeah. knock me down. She didn't get up. Yeah, kind of. And then, then because of all the stress, the anger, mm-hmm. it all turns to anger, and I committed a felony. So I became the bully, wow. and now, ironically, I am the, I am the guardian. So <laughs> okay. I can't, you, you generally go through all those things. Um, and unfortunately, when they become the bully, they may be committing suicide and it, they, they just became the bully to themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So somehow the, they go through all those different types of, of behaviors and emotions. It all ends up in anger and it either is a mass shooting or suicide. Okay. My other question is, um,
0: what can we do to be more aware of cyber
1: Turn off the devices. You own them. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I talked to a group at, uh, they were adoptive parents. I said, you know, okay. you pay for this, you buy the internet, take it away. You have a responsibility. So we did a actually a course on some of the uh, more um, harmful apps. You know, we had the little logos up. So if you see this mm-hmm. on your kids, you got to take it. Uh, but the most thing is you you need to lock down. This is where uh, it being in technology, technology has gotten rolled out in such a harmful way because adults don't want to deal with it. They don't want to know. And yet they're, they give their kids devices and say, here, go you know and then they want to you know complain when the the girls are meeting up with older guys it's like how did they get on the internet you can turn it off um i know parents who as soon as the kids get in the door they have a basket and the cell phone's down they have that Mm -hmm. that cell phone only to call for help if something happens and there's no internet in the house at night unfortunately a lot of adults can't live that way so yeah
0: Yeah, you see too often, you see people always in their phones and you see, yeah, it's technology has become such, I think it's good, but it's really bad at the same time, because like you said, it, I mean, we can shut it off. Like I can shut off my phone at any moment, you know, and then. You know you go into facebook or you go into something and then you see it i see the i see the cyberbullying sometimes myself and i'm just like and i and i'm usually the one i try not to comment on things because i already know it's gonna start something and then i'll have you know a whole bunch of comments you know because it's happened to me where everyone has an opinion you know everyone has you know i have an opinion just like you you know and I kind of experienced it. And obviously I had a couple trolls, bullies, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm like, you can say what you say, but this is my opinion. And then they just, and then they just keep going and keep going. And sometimes you have to get to, so before they keep going and I keep going, you just got to shut it off.
1: Well, and another way to really um, cut out the, the cyber bullying is mm-hmm. first, you know, get, Turn off the devices, but yeah, kids are doing it because they're bored. Yeah, that too. So, if they're bored, they're going to make up stuff, and that's when yeah. we get so. Yeah. As adults, we need to provide the outlets to those things. I know there's some skate parks coming, not that I get it, and I will never get on a skateboard, not happening, but that's just me. But these kids need somewhere safe to go. And that's why, you know, the children's youth organizations are so important. You know, mom and dad have to work or there's only mom, a single parent mom. These kids are bored. So go volunteer, go bring a game in. You know, uh, we are big on chalk. We have a 40 foot RV that we go out and we uh, will be out on Saturday at, at the wow. city park.
0: Um,
1: okay. And I think it's the 15th, August 15th. Okay. And we take, we take the bus out. We go to uh, uh, events. We were at the National Night Out. And we bring our chalk out, if it's safe, obviously, uh, to to have kids bring. And I put the hopscotch out. And some kids are looking at it. And they're That's looking awesome. at it. And I'm like, Google it. Google it. You're on your phone anyways. Figure out what that thing mm-hmm. is. That keeps, them, that keeps them occupied for about 20, 30 minutes, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what this hopscotch thing is on the – uh on the ground or we, you know, true. we have a pledge and then they they take the pledge and then they get stickers and you know we give out you know the bracelets and things like that so we have a, a 40 inch tv that we can roll out and i can read stories children's books and things like that so um, we're the the camel caravan is our awareness piece. It's a diesel. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's just like me. <laughs> but if I can't get your attention with that, I'm not quite sure what my next step is. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we are pulling out the stops, and we just need to get people's attention, and that's why we appreciate being on podcast with you tonight.
0: And I appreciate you coming on because this is and I love. How I love that whole thing with the, you know, with the chalk and how you just drive around and go. You know, sometimes these kids, some kids don't. I feel like you know, some kids don't have cell phones, so sometimes some of them, you know, depends on you know, the their parents' financial situation and mm-hmm. me coming from living in Reading, I, mean, I used to go to the YMCA as a kid. I used to love it there. I, it, it was something that I did after school. It was a safe place where I wasn't running the streets with my friends and getting into trouble and getting bullied in the street, you know? And I think that um, that needs to, I think like, uh, I know someone, um, she was been on our podcast. She is doing um, Village. Um, I know they're okay. doing something on Mikasa Sukasa. I I will have to get the information. Um, I don't want to say something that's not correct, but I know that they've been trying to do a little a cafe for the um, for like the middle schoolers and uh, just the kids, so that they can have somewhere to go. Like I guess I'm not accurate with my
1: information, but um, I definitely have to look into that again. Well, and we uh, want to work with other nonprofits. We can't do it ourselves. Yeah, I don't want to do it myself. I'm I'm not Mm -hmm. capable of doing it. We have to work together. The nonprofits have to all come together and work together. And I know what we do and we don't do what anybody else does. Uh, What we do is a little bit unique because we have not only the strategic uh, programs, but we also have the support. You know, we do the, you know, I could go into the school and do an hour, you know, assembly and then leave. Okay. Women want to remember that. But no, if they're, they're, were, not. they're it never, not. It never doesn't work for adults. It's certainly, you know, uh, I say, you know, you teach, they teach math every day. And until they teach this stuff every day, I'm not going to be quiet. Uh, this needs to be taught like any skill. And you know we we provide that support after the initial programs. We have a it's called the Camel Coalition, and you can join okay. and you can take our our program and you can become certified. But you have to renew it every year. It's not a once and done. No, it's not. The community yeah. shift and they make changes, and we have to change with it. And instead of being reactionary, you know, we want to be preventive, which is what. Mm-hmm yeah reacting every time something happens is never good never been good and never will be good until we get in front of this we're going to continue to have the suicide rate we are and we're going to continue to have the the violence the abuse and everything else that you know comes with a society that is not within is not sinking within itself
0: Yeah. yeah I definitely agree with what you were saying. Um, Okay, me being as a parent, um, how can we approach uh, these situations uh, if my child is the bully or the one being bullied?
1: Well, I, you know, I, you know, start now. Don't wait for that to happen because then we're all crazy, right? You know, then, you know, uh, then you become the crazy mother, right. Who isn't completing sentences and we just can't get things done. So I really like the pre-planning of what happens to run scenarios, to practice, to build those skills, Mm -hmm. to become very concise, what you want, the worst thing is to go into a school and I'm not blaming who this is happening to, but you have to be concise. Well, I want it to stop, go in with an idea. You know, maybe Camel Project, should you talk to them, you know, and then, you know, all we need to do is start talking about this. And, you know, we're not gathering mobs with, you know, pitchforks and torches, you know, I hope (laughs) we don't need to get to that. I will do that. I probably have done that. No, maybe not. But okay. we need to become unified, and it can't be that one crazy woman who has a kid who's being bullied and why missing. It has mm-hmm. to be all the crazy mothers, and you're all crazy. I'm sorry, I love you, but <laughs> if you all come together, like you know, the you're you're your uncommon women. If mm-hmm. we come together for real, you know. Yes. In order to be inclusive, we have to be inclusive. Yeah, In we, have be be diverse, diverse, we have to diverse. We have to be together. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> I agree. This this yeah, yeah.
1: Do I'm a doer, uh, as you can probably, I keep saying bulldozer. i never thought that, said that many times, but we have to come together. And there, you yeah. know, we're, we're all leaders. And we're all followers. And until we get rid of that, well, I have to lead this thing, Um, uh, leader of the band. No, we need to all be in the the band to make the band work. So um, hopefully, you know, folks watching this will understand that we need to come together. And don't wait till it happens to you. Because if Mm -hmm. you have kids, it's going (laughs) to happen. Yeah. You know by ninth grade and then the CDC puts out this other study that 55 to 75% of the incidents are never reported. Why? Because the kids don't think nothing's ever going to change. Why? Mm-hmm. Cuz things don't change. I mean Yeah, it's it's
0: true. It's true what you are saying. You know, why say something if nothing's going to be done, you know?
1: Yeah, we taught so, them to not do that, and then they yeah. targets continue to be targets, mm-hmm. bullies continue to be bullies, and we have no shift of culture. We have no personal credo set. Um, being a victim and blaming people is not a credo. Not one that I will accept. Yeah. Wow. Well, can you speak more on the Camel Project? Sure. Uh, the Camel Project was uh, started, I'm the, I'm the founder in 2018. So right when we got rolling, COVID hit. So we were um, a little bit um, put behind, but yet we were able to develop more powerful uh, programs. So I'm not mm-hmm. blaming I, I took that time to really work with professionals who are retired teachers to create these. Uh, this is not happening alone. Please don't think okay. it's just me. I'm too old and grumpy to do all this work by myself. (laughs) So I'm smart enough to know I put really smart people around me who can really get some of this stuff done. So we're a 501c3. We're located in the community foundation on court street is uh, that's our office. Um, uh, And we work with all stakeholders within the community. And our goal is to end violence in our communities and to be that support system that, Not to do the work, but to set that plan in motion, but then make them accountable. So if you get certified, let's say uh, the police department gets certified as a a bullying prevention specialist and their officers go through the program, they got to go get it renewed. It's not once and done. And if we come back in and you're not following our program, we will pull the certification from you. Okay, I'm not playing. All right. So well, yeah. So if you, we're online, if you want to check us out, we're on Facebook. Uh, the camel project.org is our website and we're on Facebook. So um, check us out, contact us. Uh, we're here. We're advocates. We're here to help. Um, and if, if you just need somebody to talk to, um, you know, we offer our services. It's uh, pay what you can, if you can. So if you want to have a one-on-one with us, we can set that up and you can donate to the Camel Project. There's no bill. You will never receive a bill from us. Um, so if that's what you need, we're here for that as well.
0: Great, great. I love it. I love I love your passion for it on helping kids and you're using your own experience and to just you know, stop this. And I just... I can I can see the passion in you. I can see the bulldozer that you are. And it amazes me because you know, sometimes the things that we go through was it what it just makes us, you know, just to push and want to do and help others. So I really love this. Thank you so much for what you were doing for these kids.
1: People say, Well, how do you come up with these ideas? It's like this is everything I needed as a child and didn't have. But now um, I'm in a position that I can help kids now and adults now. So, and I really appreciate you listening to me being a folder <laughs> and I, was so proud. I didn't swear. Did I, I didn't
0: swear. I know. I mean,
1: it, it, I mean, it, it would have been okay.
0: Maybe one or two slip, but you know, I mean, we're not perfect people, you know? So, but, um, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything, um, you
1: would like to share? That you didn't mention? Uh, actually, yeah, we have um, uh, uh, our one of our major fundraisers is coming up. It's the Camel Trot. It's a five k. We hold it out at the Reading Airport. Uh, it's nice. going to be November seventh. We have just confirmed today that the Pennsylvania State Police helicopter will be there, as, nice. well as, as well as the Camel Caravan. And we encourage people to come out. We do have a walk. I don't run. I'm a race director, so if you want to come out and be an assistant <laughs> race director, come on out. It's all going to be outside again. We're we, you know with the COVID, we're going to be you know go right through the airport out to the apron, and there's jets flying in and out. It's really kind of a cool uh, event, and we are again going to have the street art festival in May of 2022 at the Reading Muhlenberg Career and Technology. It's a chalk art festival. Nice, um, it's free. Uh, and, uh, we have some things we're working with Burke's arts to bring more art, uh, you know, talk arts about my level of art. I'm done. So any other nice. art you want to bring in, bring it to us and we'll, we'll <laughs> incorporate it into that program. So, yeah, so that'll be May and look for that as well. And then the camel caravan will be in Honeybrook on the 18th and out in sinking springs on the 25th of September. And we do pop ups. So we'll start Facebook living as we okay. drive up. And then we'll go we'll go out to the Berkshire Mall and we'll just set up a table and people will come and, nice. talk to you. and then, then they run us off. You're on private property. <laughs> like, oh no, stop. Okay, we'll go. But yeah, we do pop ups around the county. We go up to Lebanon and Pottsville as well. And you never know when we're gonna pop up. So watch for us on the Facebook Live. I
0: I love it. I love everything that you're just talking about. And I love how you are determined to help the community. And that is very important. And like you said, like we as a community have to come together and it's hard to do that whenever some people don't always agree with the other person. So it just, things are going to keep being unbalanced, like you said, if nothing starts happening, you know, I'd rather be a doer, you know, I love what me and Shannera do mm-hmm. and we are doers. We want to speak into the lives of uh, women, men, young women, whoever wants to listen that comes on, you know, and view the, um comes on and just like view the platform, especially, you know, women like you that have a love for the community and do what you guys, do what you do is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you were doing. Um, Also, um, I'm going to get your information so I can make sure I have it so when I put it up later, Um, but we'll talk about that afterwards. (laughs) Um, And also, um, we have a question we ask our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon?
1: What makes me uncommon? Well, I'm a bulldozer. Doesn't that qualify? I, mean, um, I I just think you know, there's so much potential that everybody has. It's just not something that's comedy commonly taught mm-hmm. uh, because it's hard and it takes time. So I think I'm uncommon because I'm a dyslexic. I mm-hmm. see everything backwards. I never go you know, the shortest way between A and B is a straight line. What's a straight line? That's all the good <laughs> stuff is in here. So I, I naturally go and think totally different than anybody else. I'm not right or wrong. It's just different. And I, I love that. And the kids pick up on that right away and I become a peer and being able to connect to people, I call, you know, I, I love to be the weirdest one in the room because, you know, everybody else <laughs> then gets weird. And, you know, um, it's just unleashing your natural potential. Yeah. a very safe, non judgmental environment. And it's amazing what I can see. And I think that's, I push for that. And I think that makes me uncommon.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love how. You said how you can just be weird and 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 just don't care like you don't have to apologize for being who you are truly and not everyone is authentic that way and i love that you know while you're doing what you're doing you're being authentic through it you know and that is amazing thank you so much
1: thank you uh, <laughs> you're welcome
0: well, I hope everyone, um, to our followers, uh, for listening in. Hopefully, you know you got to hear uh, what Pam had to say about bullying prevention. You know, it is important as our kids are are heading back to school um, at the end of the month. I'm looking forward uh, to, uh, you know, seeing what what you guys are doing, what you're doing more in the future with these kids um, and thank you for coming on again, um, Pam, and everyone check out our our, our apparel. If uh, you have any topics, if you are, wanna be a guest speaker or if you have anyone that wants to be a guest speaker that wants to come on, you can go to um, um, www.uncomingwomen.net or if you have any comments, comments, uh, topics, or anything that you want us to talk about, um, you can also reach us at oncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Also like our YouTube channel, like, and subscribe, (laughs) and stay on comments. Bye.